welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. Come with me to 2 Peter chapter 1 and I want to read to you from verse 1 once we get there. Uh, You can turn your Bible on or open it depending on your device that you're using today. This is how it reads in my Bible. Are you ready? This letter is from Simeon, Peter, a loving servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to those who have been given a faith as equally precious as ours through the righteousness of our God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. May grace and perfect peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by His divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing Him who has called us by name and invited us to come to Him through a glorious manifestation of His goodness. Are you with me? As a result of this, He has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price, so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. So, everybody say so. So devote yourself to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness and to goodness add Understanding. Let me just pause there for a moment. I think there's been periods of time in our journey of faith where we've come to the belief that all I need is faith. All, all I need is this precious faith that has been given to me. In fact, we've probably made faith the silver bullet of our spiritual life. But here the Apostle Peter comes along to the church and actually in this letter, he is reminding them of things they already know. I'm sorry, there's going to be a lot this morning that I'm going to talk to you about that you already know, but it's going to come as a reminder. I've put a title on today, Supplementing Your Faith Remix. I just want to bring a remix this morning of everything we've looked at over the last few weeks and possibly through the last few months because they are the most important things for us. And here it says that this like and precious faith that we have received, that that faith on its own is not enough, that you've got to add to your faith these supplements. And the only one that can add those supplements to their faith is the individual that's sitting in the very same seat you're sitting in. Surprise. Verse six goes on to say, and to understanding add strength of self-control and to self-control add patient endurance and to patient endurance add godliness and to godliness add mercy towards your brothers and sisters and to mercy towards others add unending love. Verse eight, since these virtues are already planted deep within and you possess them in abundant supply, isn't that good news? Isn't it good news that you already have an abundant supply of mercy on the inside of you. Isn't it good news that you already have an abundant supply of self-control on the inside of you? And all you gotta do is activate it. I was sitting on my couch last night. I'd been really good having clean meals all day. I was sitting on my couch and I just got the whole, oh, I just want some fun food. (laughs) I just want some happy food. I, I don't normally do this, I don't think. Maybe I do it more regularly now than I used to. And I got in my car and I drove for a long time to different shops until I could find donuts. 
And when I got to the cabinet and found donuts, I didn't know which one I wanted. So I bought all three different types. And I was thinking on the way home, I'll, I'll just cut them in half and I'll just have half of each one. And that's like only having one and a half. I might have had more than that. You say, what's that, what's that got to do with this? I don't know. I was just thinking about donuts and I wanted to talk about. No, really, the scripture says here that we have in abundance supply self control. I just chose not to use it last night. It was like I deliberately chose to compartmentalize self control right over there, keep it at bay, and go after this. They will keep you. Listen to, don't miss this part. These seven supplements will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. But if anyone lacks these things, he is blind, constantly closing his eyes to the mysteries of our faith and forgetting forgetting his innocence, for his past sins have been washed away. That, that verse right there is a reference to the fact that when you come to Christ and have your sins forgiven, when, when you confess your sins to God and ask for Him to forgive you, when He looks upon you, it's as if you have never sinned. That portion of Scripture there actually reminds us that it is by the righteousness of God that we will grow in Christ, not by consistently beating ourselves up with the past, not by coming to the place where we can't forgive ourselves, even though God has done everything to forgive us. For His past sins have been washed away. Verse 10, For this reason, beloved ones, be eager to confirm and validate that God has invited you to salvation and claimed you as His own. If you do these things, you will never stumble. As a result, the kingdom's gates will be open wide to you as God choreographs your triumphant entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus the Messiah. I won't hesitate to continually remind you of these truths, even though you are aware of them and are well established in them, in the present measure of truth you have already embraced. Isn't that a good thought? There is a a present measure of truth that we are all operating in, but there's a new measure for us to go to. Isn't it good to know that if we continually add to our faith these things that God has called us to supplement our faith with, that we'll get to a place where we'll be active and fruitful and never stumble. Last couple of verses. And as long as I live, I will continue to awaken you with this reminder. I love how unashamed Apostle Peter was to say, you know what, you've heard this stuff before, guys, but I'm coming again to bring you this reminder. And in in many ways, I'm gonna do that today. Can I remind you today that God's power is truth? And we're gonna remind you with some of these things on the screen, but can I just remind you, number one today, that God's power is truth. And when we allow the truth of God's Word to come into our lives, we actually embrace a new level of freedom. For if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives, as the Scripture says. Can I remind you this morning that man's power, your power is choice. And in Deuteronomy, we're encouraged. God said this in Deuteronomy, He says, Today, I have given you the choice between life 
and death, blessing and cursing. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Can, can I remind you today that often the difference between life and death is a choice. The difference between blessing and cursing is a choice. Sometimes we think it might be family heritage. Sometimes we think it might be chance, but actually the Bible says that we have the ability to choose life and reject death. The, the, we have the ability to choose blessing and reject cursing. And often that comes out of what comes out of our mouth. Can I remind you this morning that the devil's power is deception? that actually His ultimate goal is to sow a seed of lies into your life that you embrace so that you will engage in deception. I like what Jesus said in John chapter 8. He said, He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in Him, speaking of the devil. When He lies, it is consistent with His character for He is a liar and the father of lies. Can I, can I say to you that when the enemy shows up in your world, he doesn't show up in the the beginning with a lie. He doesn't show up in the beginning with deception. He shows up in the beginning with things like confusion. And then in that realm of confusion, He'll sow a lie, which we'll embrace. And once we embrace it and act upon it, we are deceived and and there's a door open for Him. Can I remind you this morning, as we look at this whole realm of soul food and our most important priority of adding these things to our faith, that it's something that we do outside of church. Can I remind you this morning that hearing a great message won't bring you freedom. It's not in the hearing of a great message that freedom comes. It's in applying the great truths that come from the message to our lives that we get the freedom. Can I encourage you in that? I'm not confused when I see people fall over and and, and not make it where they should have made it in their walk with God. I'm not surprised because we have come to a place, honestly, in our Christian world where we think it's just all about hearing a great message and not applying it to our lives. But the Preachers of the New Testament were very clear to say, don't be hearers only of the Word, deceiving yourselves, but be ye doers of the Word. I'm so thankful that you're a doer of the Word of God. I'm so thankful that you're not just living, listening to the most popular podcasts so it can itch your ears and then walking away and not doing it, but you're listening to those podcasts so that you can grab hold of the truth and apply it in your life. Is that right? Can I remind you today that the power of God is truth? The power of man of choice and the power of the devil is deception. And it is our job to shut the door on the enemy and choose the life that God has given us. There really there's three spiritual powers that are in our world today. I'm amazed how when you begin to study at this level so that you can teach others I mean, I was preparing studies down this line a month ago for you guys here and for our staff. And then I find myself sitting in another nation last week and being asked to speak into the life of others. And when I go to God, He says, take that and minister it here. And when I take that and teach it there, that same Word that was prepared here for you in a different time, works in a completely different nation at a completely different time. I'm amazed by the power of that. But that's the nature of truth. It's not only timeless, it's also timely. Can I encourage you today that what you need for today for your faith is only going to be obtained when you go into the Word and grab it for yourself. You're here today not to be entertained, but to be transformed. 
That went down well, huh? Like, I don't go to church to be entertained. I go to church to be transformed. And most of the transformation happens in the moments that you least expect when you bump into that individual and they have this word. I was here a few weeks ago and I bumped into an individual that it was just the most unlikely character. And they came to me and said, you know what? I think I got a word for you. I'm thinking, okay. (laughs) Okay, let's see how this goes. Had a little bit of unbelief in there. Open up my heart. I spoke a word and I was like, oh my goodness, I think they might have been following me around for the last week. How could they know that? Because they know the one that knows everything. Amen. When the Spirit of truth comes, the Bible says, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but He will tell you what He has heard. He will, let, he will tell you about the future. I'm so thankful that we have God's Spirit living on the inside of us, leading us into all truth, aren't you? Here's the reality. When we apply the truth of God's Word to our lives, that's when the transformation really takes place. If it was a mathematical equation, it would be truth plus application. Not truth plus hearing, but truth plus application equals transformation. Hearing a message won't transform you. Transformation comes when you apply that message to your life. If you're looking back over your prayer journal for the year, if you're looking back over your spiritual life for the year and you're saying, you know what, I've not seen the transformation in the areas where I really wanted to see it transformed. I've not seen the transformation in my relationships, in my work, in my finances, in in this area or that. I wanna present some truth to you today in a loving way, maybe it's because you've heard but not applied. I guarantee you that these precious promises that we have been given, in there Peter says it's with these precious promises that we've been given that we will receive the promises. The divine power will be released into our lives. We come here to this place so that we can be transformed and I'm so glad about that. Locking down on the last two verses here when we look at the seven supplements of our faith. Can I read it to you? Here it is. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. Here, Seven faith supplements are identified and can I just remind you of them this morning as we come into land for this series. The first one mentioned is goodness and it's actually moral excellence. It's a lifestyle that lines up with the life of Christ. The second one is understanding and it's not understanding that comes from a university degree. It's not understanding that comes from a course. It's understanding the ways of God and the will of God. And more than ever before, we as individual followers of Christ, are there any individual followers of Christ here this morning? Like I'm talking about followers that if everyone else left God and walked away, you'd still remain the same. How many of us are here this morning? This is not just a popular thing that you do, that you've surrendered your life to Christ, right? More than ever before, we need the understanding of the will of God and the way of God. This book needs to become popular again in our Christian conversations. This book needs to become a priority 
priority again in our daily schedule. This book needs to be the one thing that changes everything about that issue that we're looking at today. Even though we've got this natural knowledge around about us, individually, I wanna pursue what this book says. Because when I get that truth into my life and I apply it, that's when the breakthrough happens. It says self-control. I think I did a fairly decent job talking to you about that a few weeks ago. It's just something you've got to work into your world whatever way you do it. What about patient endurance? Uh, why doesn't why can't I just be one or the other, but patient endurance? It's not just like patience, but it's also endurance. It's something only you can add into your life. But I wanna tell you, when you add that to your faith, it makes your faith fruitful. It makes you active in the things of God. You will not be spiritually dull. Mercy. I just don't like the fact that the Bible in that portion of Scripture highlights that that mercy is towards brothers and sisters. I wish it just said mercy because then I could just say, okay, God wants me to be merciful to the sinner. But unfortunately, He highlights that I've got to be merciful to my brother and sister, the one that's in close proximity, the one that barracks for the wrong rugby team or the wrong football team or just wears, you know, they eat the wrong things concerning my kind of conviction, whatever. He says mercy towards brother and sister. And doesn't stop there, goes to the whole level of saying, add to your faith unending love. Well, I've got to the end of my rope with that individual. I just can't love them anymore. God says, no, unending love. Because here's where we come into land. The enemy only comes into our lives through three points of entry. I told you this was gonna be a reminder and a remix today. But the reality is that the enemy can only enter in through one of three entrance points. And we have the ability to shut off those entrance points. The first one would be apathy. I had to explain this to people of another language and culture last week and the word apathy didn't translate. So they had to come up with another word. And when I went to look at all the words that apply, one of the words was laziness. One of the other words was half-heartedness. In the area of apathy, it's things like, you know you should pray, but you simply don't pray. In the area of laziness or half-heartedness, it's, it's things like, the, you know you have the authority in Christ, but you just don't speak up. You're half-hearted about it. In the areas of, of apathy, it's like you come to church and you listen to the worship, but you're not gonna actually engage in it and lift your hands or, or, or speak it out of your mouth because, oh my goodness, someone might hear you singing the same song. In the area of apathy, it's, in the, it's, it's like, you know, I've been looking at all the different stats. The Melbourne Cup this year had the lowest attendance in 24 years. The attendance has been reducing by 20,000 people per year for the last four years. This year, there was just over 81,000 people attend. In 2003, there was 122,000. You say, what on earth has this got to do with church life and what we're talking about? We're living in a disengaged culture. We're living in a culture where people no longer engage at the levels they used to. Schoolies last week, it was reported on the evening news last night that the attendance to schoolies this week on the East Coast was down 27%. 
It was also reported last night that primary age students, 90% of primary age students, unlike those from 15 and 20 years ago, 90% of them are not engaging in physical activity on a daily basis for one hour a day. Because we now live in a world of screen ages. Screen ages are a real kind of people upon the planet today that start from about age three that spend most of their time looking at a screen. We're looking, we're living in a time of disengagement and apathy can creep into our spiritual lives. You know, you know you can get up in the morning and just take that time to confess the promises of God, but you simply don't do it. No wonder we are experiencing an epidemic of laziness and apathy in spiritual matters. He gets in through apathy, he gets in through ignorance. Clearly the Word of God declares that God's people perish because of a lack of knowledge. I've been studying this book for just on 30 years. I know a lot more now than when I first started But now that I'm 30 years down the track, I'm not sitting here going, yeah, I pretty much know it all. 30 years down the track, I'm sitting here going, I pretty much know nothing. Because the more you discover, the more you're, how many people know what I'm talking about? The more that you know, the more you know you don't know. And you don't know what you don't know. That's the crazy thing. You do not know what you do not know. And that's why I wanna get ignorance out of my life by being committed to this book, whether you're committed or not. I'm not waiting for my hallelujah fix from somebody else. I'm going for my hallelujah moment every day by being in the book. I'm going for it because I need it for me. He enters through apathy. Don't ever be deceived. We are called to pray and having done all to pray, pray. We're called to pray without ceasing. We're called to having done, having stood, keep standing. Having done all things, stand. And anyway, you know what the Scripture says, you've read the book. He enters through apathy. He enters through ignorance. My people perish because of a lack of knowledge. It wasn't university degrees. It was knowledge of the will of God and the way of God. And the third entry point is an open door. An open door obviously can be sin, but it can also be rebellion or just hard-heartedness. And today, as we kind of come into the the good crazy season of Christmas productions, of festivals and holidays and breaks. Like never before, we cannot afford to become spiritually dull and lazy in terms of praying for our family, praying for our friends, praying for our loved ones, doing the things that we never take a holiday from. That went down well. We're gonna do the things that we never take a holiday from. We're gonna do the things in worship. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.